Welcome back to your listener to Curses and Crossroads Obsidian. We were definitely off of the air a lot longer than we intended to be. A lot of the stuff due to some personal things, but also um, there's a lot of really rough, horrific things happening in the United States right now. And um, I want to take a time to just acknowledge that with a, a brief moment of silence, if you'll join me in that, please. Thank you. Um, the horrific events of the overturning of Roe versus Wade is something that we as a cast and crew are very passionate about and very much stand in defense of of the rights of all people with uteruses to, to have access to health care and the right to privacy. Um, it sucks because we also want to say happy Pride Month, but um, while this is a fiction podcast, we think it's very important to acknowledge the very real world state of things here in the United States, um, and I appreciate you taking the time to join us and your mental energy for being here with us in this space, and I hope that our stories can help give you something else to think about and to get away from some of those things for a while. But anyways, I just want to say thank you again, and welcome back to Obsidian Lake. Also, sorry, quick sidebar, um, our audio quality in this episode is really, really rough. We had some technical difficulties and ended up having to use Zoom to record, and so the audio is kind of funky, uh, so I apologize for any sensitive listeners. Uh, feel free to skip this episode if need be. We'll recap in episode 7, or 8. Good luck. together it's been a couple of months since we played um yeah yeah that's how long it's been it's been wild um and last time we left off with a huge cliffhanger which was henry walking through a portal into the home of the tommy knockers and glenn turning around and saying well i wondered what you were so we have one of three options we can either start with Henry again at our cliffhanger. We could start with Bill and Louise as they make their way down into the tunnels. Um, or we can start with KP, who just jumped into a tunnel in Old Town with Sydney. Either way, yeah, I don't care. So, Bill, last time we were with you, you were walking down the tunnels and you guys were just deciding to move down into zone two. So heading into the second part of the tunnels or the next lowest area, uh, you are with Luis who happens to have his hunting knife. You do not have your hunting rifle, which you left with Jay outside of the mines. And you are both accompanied by your dandelion, which is, as to remind our listeners, the cute little, uh, (laughs) which is of course that cute little stuffed animal. Um, so, uh, you two are slowly walking down, uh, this, this dark tunnel, and, and I assume that you're probably now at this point mostly using the dandelion for light, because you haven't come across anything yet. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't remember having to Pokemon him yet. Yeah, he was pretty chill. You and Luis just kind of had a, a roasting session last time you talked, because Luis was like, I know we gotta go down, and you were like, dude, what the fuck, why didn't you share this information? Why didn't you share with the class, Luis? Okay, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> one of Bill's catchphrases I feel like I feel like Bill and Luis have a very like brotherly relationship in which Luis is just the absolute nightmare of a younger brother who consistently harasses Bill yes so uh as you two are slowly walking down this uh pathway you begin to notice a distinct smell in the air 
Um, and this, this isn't uncommon for mines. We get a lot of strange fumes and thankfully uh, there has been no history of, of really toxic fumes in these particular mines. So you guys are kind of, you know, wading through slowly. Um, but as you turn a corner off to the left, you feel as if you are being watched, but you cannot see beyond the faint glow of the dandelion, which encircles you in a small ring of light. Um, and I don't think, do you think at this point Bill would stop and notice? Because at this point, Luis is just walking. Is there any way that Bill would know to like check for what the smell is? Like, um, would I know that this is like explosive gas or like toxic gas? I think Bill would, growing up in the mining community and then having background as a geologist, especially like in that specific area, I think that you would be. Uh, so I know that this is a bad smell. Mm -hmm. It's so bad that it needs that. Mm -hmm. I think Bill stops, but not because of the smell, but because he feels like he's being watched. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to set the dandelion down and have it like survey. Okay. For the thing that's looking at us. Okay. And then I'm not going to instruct Louise to stop. And I'm just hoping that the sudden lack of light will make him stop. Yeah. So Luis goes probably about like three or four feet ahead of you. He's kind of been leading the way this whole time. And when he kind of notices that it gets a little too dark, <laughs> he kind of stops and turns around and looks at you and goes, what are you doing? It, is that thing like, what's up? This thing hopefully will see it because I can't see it yet. And Luis kind of looks at you and he goes, sees, sees what? I don't know yet. I would like to now search for the thing. All right. I would like you to investigate a mystery, please. I'm very good. At oh, no, I'm not. That's a four. <laughs> oh, no. Mark experience. I rolled, I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I will not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so on a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you were talking to. Uh, and so I am going to ask you a question. As you set the dandelion down, it's pause. It lifts, it tries to like, what does, what does Bill assume when he sees that the dandelion doesn't touch the ground? Specifically because you're noticing like there are small shards of ore and there's like tool debris. What do you start to assume when you notice the, the dandelion is, is pulling away from the ground as you try and set it down? Mm. Oh, dang. I think he assumes that the mine is trapped. Oh, God. It's going to collapse. Oh, we fucked up. Bill, I would like you to roll an act under pressure roll. God damn it. Oh, no. How dare we roll dice <laughs> in a rice, dice rolling game? That's not what oh, I meant. My, my act under pressure is bad. <laughs> my act under pressure is three words. Oh, oh, but that's an eight. Uh, oh, good. Actually a seven. <laughs> okay, so you roll a seven, so that means I am going to give you a worse outcome, our choice, our price to pay. Um, so I am going to give you a hard choice. So, as you notice this, you scoop the dandelion up quickly off of the ground. You start to feel a familiar vibration echo up this hallway. The eyes on you, the feeling of being watched slowly disappears, but you begin to feel a slow rumble across the ground. Your option is one of two ways. Before you, you can see that there is a ladder and a shaft going upwards. To the left of you, again, there is a small, tall hallway that is very, very narrow, and it looks like it might have almost been boarded up, but it is just big enough for you to fit through. Which direction do you go? Okay, small, tall, narrow hallway or ladder. Yep. And there's rumbling. Yep. How confident am I that Louise can catch the dandelion? Very. Cool. I huck the lion at Louise, tell him to go down the hallway, and then I sprint to the ladder. Okay. Louise, without second guessing you in this situation, thankfully, listens to your instruction, and as he catches the dandelion, he rolls into the tunnel as just before him, the tunnel collapses. You reach the ladder and notice that it is going upwards and scramble up the ladder quickly. You are blasted from the back 
with a bunch of debris and a bunch of rock, but you go unharmed. However, you can no longer see the tunnel that Louise has entered in. And as you reach the level above the ladder, you are greeted with two very small green feet and a sharpened pickaxe is put to your throat. Hello. Before you do anything else, so we can all talk calmly. The Tommy knocker before you looks at you very suspiciously and it tries to communicate again. It lets out a growling, gurgly sound as if it's trying to get you to understand and it motions its head back towards the ladder from which you came. Okay. I'm going to take out a piece of quartz from my bag. I'm going to trace my lips with it and then put it on the ground. And then I would like to roll use magic to communicate with something I do not care about. Before. Okay. Roll to, com- roll to use magic. That is a 12. Oh, awesome. Okay. So what do you say? Uh, I say, and there's the proof of me being a wizard. Will you please re-say what you said? I said, who the fuck are you? Ah, there we go. I love these little boys. What are you doing in our minds? This is enclosed. Humans aren't allowed here. What do you think you're doing? Did you even notice the gas? I noticed the gas. Uh, a friend of mine, the vampire, is gone. There's more of you? There's there's a few more. A th- it's not a, a big deal. A few more? Leave. Ideally, we all leave. Right? And then I point to the one that is less threatening. I'm like, right, my finger does it. Uh, <laughs> and I say, my name is William Billiam Diggins. You can call me Billiam. Uh, Billiam? I would just like to Billiam this spot. I would just like to get my friends out of this mine. The the Tommy knocker with the the serrated pickaxe looks over at her partner and kind of shrugs her shoulders and, and looks back at you and goes, You're breaking like a million laws right now, dude. I don't uh, I don't trust you. Who okay, so you're a wizard, first of all. What the fuck? Second of all, you're what? a little goblin man and you confused as to how I'm a wizard. Yeah, humans don't do magic. Okay, hold on. What do you mean? <laughs> hold on. This is familiar. This is familiar to Garrett. That humans don't do magic. Well, no human I've ever trusted has done magic, and I don't trust a lot of humans. That's you know what I get that. I understand. Tommy Knocker person. What happened to your friend? Uh, there was a collapse. I'm assuming it was through the trap. That's is more a me thing, I think, than anything else. Uh, he took my little little fire elemental and he skedaddled through one of the tunnels. She kind of raises a, a clawed hand to her face and goes, you have a fire elemental in a mine? Well, I, I also understand how concerning that is. The good news is... Did you cause the collapse? I most assuredly did not. It's arcane fire. It doesn't react unless called upon. Okay. Okay, magic man. Thank you. That's my title. I am William <laughs> Billion Diggins, comma, magic man. <laughs> she looks at her partner, who is also, again, just shrugs. But the D is for divination. The D in your name? And then I give myself a high five. Oh my god, humans haven't changed at all. Okay, listen, Mr. William, William, Schmillion, D for divination magic man. Um, You are breaking one of our cords. So um, I'm going to need you to climb up this ladder. Science and geology, I lied. I what? <laughs> she kind of just looks at you exasperated. She's like, I'm gonna need you to follow us, sir. Uh, and so Bill climbs up the ladder and he follows after the two Tommy knockers. And as you progress down the hallway, uh, you notice that the second one clicks its claws together and they start to illuminate a soft glow and you follow them into this dark tunnel. All right, we're gonna pause there and we're gonna switch over to KP. KP, are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So, KP, 
you jumped feet first into this tunnel under Old Town. <laughs> uh, and you jumped before your grandma could follow after you. <laughs> um, and when you jump, you land very adeptly um, on your feet. And you notice that you are in another mine shaft. And this one is pretty well supported. And you notice that there is um, like claw marks, very similar to the ones you noticed the first time you were in the mine. And I think that without kind of waiting <laughs> for Sydney to come down after you, uh, you begin to make your way down this tunnel under the assumption that Sydney will catch up. She has a flashlight. Also, like she's, she's more than capable and you start to move down this tunnel. Um, as you start moving down the tunnel, you can hear voices up ahead of you. And unlike the first time you heard voices in these minds, they're not speaking English. What do you do? Ooh, Jaylee knows this is a bad idea, but K- would KP? I yell, hello, as loud as I can. Hello? <laughs> hello? And the voices stop immediately. Well, that's not very nice. I just wanted to talk. She said, holding a baseball bat with malicious intent. <laughs> it's Tommy Knockers. Um, so you don't get a response. Uh, do you continue down the hallway towards where you think the voices were coming from? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, KP, you continue down this hallway, and right about where you thought you heard the voices coming from, there is a tunnel off to the left. And you notice that it looks like there are prints in the dirt, freshly stirred up prints in, in the floor of this mine. What do you do? Okay. Would I know that those are like footprints of Tommyknockers? I think that you would be well under the assumption that they are. Yes. I look down at them and like I'm like, ah, Tommyknockers. I'm assuming that's who was talking. Hello? I yelled down the hallway. I just really want to talk to someone. Okay, so as you as you call out again and your voice echoes down the hall of this mine uh, off to the left, up ahead you see a spark of of blue light very very quickly like just a just a flash okay i i want to investigate a mystery can i do All that right. yes totally uh ooh, what's my do i add to my investigate a mystery just a sec yeah oh, i don't know what the sh- my sharpest i got a six a six okay with a six that is a fail and i get to take a hard move my friend right Rip. okay as you move down this hallway does KP pay attention to anything along the floorboards of this mine? Mm, that's a great question. I'm going to look at my character sheet really quick. Uh, I'm assuming KP's because her uh, investigative mystery and read a bad situation is like plus one. Mm-hmm. But she's also kind of a dunce, like just a little bit. She's mm-hmm. just not, I don't know. I'm going to say probably not. I think she's more focused on trying to find the Tommy knockers. Okay. I also don't even know if she's noticed Sydney's not there yet. <laughs> okay, so KP, she hasn't noticed anything along the floorboards as she's been walking. And what she fails to notice is that as she steps through this middle part of the tunnel, just right around where she would have assumed that there was that flash of faint blue light, they trip a tripwire. And I need you to act under pressure. Rip. KP, no, what have you done? I don't think, yeah, well, I rolled, you said act under pressure. Uh Uh-huh. 12. You got a 12? Yes. Rockin', okay. So as KP trips, they quickly catch themselves rolling forward on their hands and knees. Very nimble person. Uh, They happen to catch themselves just in time to stop their roll as another blade comes to their throat. And you look up and you see another pair of Tommy knockers. Now, this is the first time you've seen a Tommy knocker in person. And they look down at you quizzically. But as you rolled forward, KP, that piece of obsidian that you had received from Bill falls out of your pocket. And as they notice it on the floor in front of you, they turn and whisper to each other pick up the piece of obsidian 
look back at you and then motion for you to stand by pressing the blade against your chin, lifting you slowly to your feet. They took your rock. I know they took my rock. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I to roll use magic to explode the obsidian. <laughs> um, I think I say, I love this whole blade thing around my neck. And also that's my rock. Can I have it back? And the Please. one that has the rock hisses at you. And then the other circles behind you and prods you in the back with another weapon, forcing you down the hallway. I guess if I, I, I go where they're trying to force me, I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> and all the while, as you two, Bill and KP, are making your way down towards wherever the Tommyknockers are taking you, nobody has an idea where KP um, left Sydney, where Sydney is in the mines, and where Luis is in the mines with the dandelion. So now we come back to Henry. So our two other hunters in this episode are on their way towards an unknown location. An unknown location. I can speak. Uh, <laughs> and Henry, you are already there. So in front of you is Glenn, who we have aptly named. We don't actually know if Glenn is his real name or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This universe, Glenn, we renamed your ass. <laughs> You and me and we got adopted. It's true. Uh, in front of you is Glenn and a few other Tommyknockers who also have these similar serrated uh, edged pickaxes. Um, and so Glenn has already told you, he's like, well, I wondered what you were. And you, Henry, are in full spectral form. So uh, so what do you do, friend? You're you're kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place. Okay. I also realized I'm pretty sure I misgendered KP earlier. You if did. I, she, I definitely meant they. That's on me. I, I forgot. I wasn't sure if you had changed from she, they, like from they, them to she, they. So I, I just kind of rolled with it. I wasn't you sure. You know, I was thinking about it because I've been thinking about all of my day characters because we have multiple of them. Mm-hmm. I think KP uses any pronouns. Okay. I okay, think cool. there's certain people she doesn't want using she, and that's Fair. about the only role she has on it or they. He, all of them. <laughs> hey, cool. We can we can totally roll with some gender fluid pronoun usage. Yeah, I just think I kind of have a vibe. I kind of just dislike gender in general. Mode. And uh, <laughs> there's if I don't like you, I do not want you calling me she. Fair. You must address me as they or he. Awesome. I can totally do that. Okay, so Henry, you are faced with this small group of Tommy knockers, and I mean that both in the literal and figurative sense. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> okay, okay, so here's the situation at hand. I know Tommyknockers give forewarnings before mines collapse, but we lost three people from the town, uh, and I kind of don't vibe with that. That's not what someone with 1920s would say. Uh, <laughs> jive? Jive. Thank you, Jive. Yeah, I got you. And that's that's not a jive. We want the town to be safe and protected, and I would love to negotiate. So the the Tommy Naka you've been referring to is Glenn, kind of nods in understanding, and he looks at you and goes, "Well, that is interesting position uh, for you to have, considering we don't know who you are." or what your authority is. And based on our common law, you are in the one who has broken, and your people from the mines have broken the accords that were established here. So I'm not really sure you're in a position of authority to negotiate for anybody, including yourself. Well, here's a, here's a question. When were the accords made? I feel like I've been around for a long while now. And this is the first time hearing them. Is this the first time hearing of them, Jackie? Also, before anything else, I would like to put down five dollars that KP was involved. That K- that who was? KP was involved with the accords. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, Henry, just give me a just give me a flat roll. I'll tell you I'll tell you whether or not Henry has heard of the accords before. Well, that's a seven. Uh, you heard talk back when you were first here in Obsidian Lake about unspoken rules that came to the mines, um, but you never really got any like strict clarification. And the one time that you did ask KT, which would have been right around the 1950s, right early 1950s, um, he kind of 
shook it off. He kind of joked. He was like, oh yeah, you know, it's just, uh, there's just some, some rules we have in the mind, part of superstitions and stuff, you know, just <laughs> crazy, crazy miners, you know, they're, they're full of their superstitions. And, and he kind of forcefully left it at that. Like, oh yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you were vaguely familiar that there are very intense superstitions in the minds, but you weren't aware directly that there was an accord because you did not really know that Tommy knockers completely existed. So uh, the the Tommy knocker we've been referring to is Glenn kind of looks at you and kind of waits for a response and he goes, "How about we start on a better foot? Maybe if you stay in the good graces of our little community here, maybe we can be civil about this. Does that sound like a fair deal?" Well, seeing as you guys got me outnumbered 20 to 1, and also, yes, diplomacy, please. <laughs> so he kind of nods, and he... They cut metal. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Tommy Knockers, and Henry is also a bitch. He's tired all the time. <laughs> He's also here for diplomacy. He's also like, no, if I try and find out, I'm going to die. I'd also like to apologize for being like, I won't do magic. And then immediately being a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Um, so Henry, uh, Glenn kind of smiles at you and then he re-extends his hand and he goes, my name is Eldia. Welcome to the Silver City. And as he shakes this, as he puts this hand out, kind of the first time you look up behind him and you notice that, yes, in fact, you are in this giant cavern, and before you lays this giant city made completely out of silver and obsidian. Are you gonna bite me? No, you tasted kind of funny. I'm I'm not really. Now that I know I that you, you know, I taste just fine. <laughs> have you that ever tasted matter. plasma? Like you do not taste. You do not taste wonderful. <laughs> in any way whatsoever. Trust me, I have had my fair bite of humans, so uh, I will not be doing that mistake again. Have you eaten? He's mad. <laughs> Henry Smith is also nice. Smith, uh, you've been... That name's not local. There's, there's, there's not a lot of you around here, are there? You know the families in this town? child we've been in these mountains for about as long as obsidian lake has been here so yes we are very That's well derogatory i'm a hundred years old oh my and god I, they're the dutch bro i am 350 so yes you are a child what come on you gotta go you gotta come meet my dad he uh he might be the one you want to talk to about this 370 so <laughs> So old and decrepit, like he's gonna fall over. Henry kind of like now that his, he's just in his spectral form, his feet have lifted and he's just floating forward. I love that so much. So uh, you float. He's not gonna pretend. <laughs> yeah, so you float kind of down this pathway, and and for the time being, the the guards that had their serrated blades towards you um, have released that and and you kind of float down this path leading to the central um, citadel in the center of this silver obsidian city and as you enter into this grand room um, before you you see essentially a very immaculate deck of chairs um, sitting at the forefront of this hall and in it, you see a very old Tommy knocker. And at the same time, he reminds you almost of a dwarf because he he is very, he's larger than the others that you see in the room. And he is sitting on his chair uh, in the center of this deck. And he is talking to probably what you assume are other political figures or leaders within this city. And um, as uh, Eldian leads you up. Uh, he stops in front of this deck and he motions for you to stand up next to him. And um, as he brings you both to a stop, 
the figure at the, the head of this deck looks up to you and he stands and walks down the stairs. And compared to the other Tommy knockers who are about two feet tall, this guy is about four feet. So he he's about the middle of your chest and he stops and he looks at you and goes, what in the name of the gods are you doing here? I am associate of KT and I'm here on behalf of Obsidian Lake to ask why people died and hope that we can prevent that from happening again because the big sleep ain't sexy, you dig? As you say this, the, the ruler of the Tommy Knocker kind of squints at you and goes, I do not know anybody by the name KT. Who Who is this person you are you are talking about? Now, Jackie, I'm sure Henry knows his real name, but still forgot it. <laughs> Uh, KT stands for Casper Thomas. Casper Thomas. The bridge burns, he says. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually say that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what he means by that. I love bridge that. is their last name, I think. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Why is it not Thomas? It's a middle name. It's his middle name. Casper, Casper Thomas. Burn. <laughs> I was like Henry would know this. You can continue <laughs> with your decision. However, that was your giving me so much freedom, and that's very nice. <laughs> you can also say that there is a portion of the true self reflected in the false self. I the love it. Henry are idiots. Okay, well, does Henry actually say I sure I sure hope it doesn't, or is that <laughs> just a joke? He mutters that, but then nods. I. <laughs> The ruler catches that and he uh, he actually smiles and he actually laughs a little bit and he um, motions for you all to move up onto the platform and he goes, I, I do know Casper. He's a good man. Um, what brings you to the Silver City? Are you here on his behalf, on business? And uh, his son looks to him and he says, he was in the mines. He, he came here after the collapse. We found him in the safe room. And, and the ruler kind of nods and he goes, were you looking for us? Well, a couple of our people got chilled off in that collapse and we just don't want more people to die. I owe Katie that much. So I came down here to talk because I don't know what's going on and neither does he and people died. Hmm. Uh, the, the ruler kind of- I didn't know there was a city down here. It looks nice. It looks pretty. Thank you. It's called Silver City. And Henry just floats a couple more inches up above the platform. Okay. Uh, he's not making any contact if he can avoid it. <laughs> uh, the so he kind of nods and, and he goes well you have to understand that we we did not want this to go the way that this has gone but the magic and the mountains the mountains are not happy and and Henry this stirs a memory in you because you literally less than 48 hours ago heard KT say the exact same thing. The magic, the mountains, not the magic, but the mountains aren't happy. The mountains are angry. And do you recognize this? Do you, do you respond when he says that? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That sounds like act under pressure to me. I was going to say, is that a role that I need to make? I would love for you to act under pressure. I hope it goes terribly. Everyone else got experience. I want some. Not the backseat DM. Oh. He seemed like he was fighting. Uh, oh, it's a seven again. That's okay. No, that's the worst roll because you don't roll bad enough to get experience, but you don't roll good enough to be successful successful. Seven is the unluckiest number in this game. So um, with the seven, I get to either give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or price to pay. 
you have kind of already given kind of this idea that you're you're here on a peace mission, right? Uh, that you're you're here to kind of figure out why why people have gone missing in the mines, and and you you've kind of called them out on why weren't we given more warning? Which uh, in the perspective of the Tommy Knockers, you have had much warning. But right as you Henry are about to kind of bring up that that you've heard this statement before, uh, the doors at the opposite end of the hallway open and. Bill is pushed through the gates. Am I speaking? Am I speaking, Tommy Knocker? Uh, everybody. So once you pass through, so we'll we'll rewind just a little bit to clarify this. I never uh, thought about how that works. So <laughs> when you were in the mine itself, yes, you were. Um, but as you were led through the dark tunnels of the mine, Bill, uh, you approached a similar gate, similar to the one that Henry went through, and. Mm. Uh, as you as you stepped through the portal, you were just speaking essentially what could be this game's equivalent to common. So everybody speaks the same language when they pass through the gate, regardless of whatever their native language is. So it's a little bit of some nice fair folk magic for you, where um, language is no longer a barrier. So you've you've been led into this this larger hall. And what happens to the courtside magic? as I pass the little barrier. The quartz that you magic uh, disintegrates in your pocket as you pass oh. through the portal. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> so, um, so Henry, as you as you turn um, and you see Bill come being led into this He's hallway. Like, I was gonna say immediately as <laughs> I assume they make eye contact and Henry tries to land at like plant his feet on the ground and be like, fuck. Inconspicuous. Hello, Bill. No, that was incredibly healthy. Bill Diggins. Lovely to see you. William, William Diggins, Magic Man, PhD. Thank you. You know magic. You forgot the D. So no magic. You <laughs> for sure saw me cast magic. When? You saw the eye. And then we had Oh talk. my god, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, that's not the <laughs> That's a Joven yeah. being three months. The Tommy Knockers are just watching this exchange with utter confusion you know this person the king says looking at you henry and across the hall the the girl that was leading you in bill goes he's been talking about rocks the entire walk here you guys mine and are not fascinated by the difference between bauxite and other copper ore it's insane to me i know it's an iron mine He's a little toned up, but he's fine. Yeah, I know him. What happened to this supposed mission of peace? Ignore that. Ignore ignore most of what he says. He's smart most of the time, but in the dumbest way. I like the role use magic. Okay. To banish <laughs> yeah. undead as a category. <laughs> Are you really going to roll? No, no. Oh, I was like, oh my god. Okay, Henry dies. <laughs> I'm real wizard. <laughs> um, okay, so Bill, you are led further into this room up to this platform where Henry is currently standing with the <laughs> with the other Tommy knockers. And um, as you reach the front of the hall, a, another Tommy knocker comes running into the room, and this this one looks like a, some sort of sentry or a scout, and he exclaims that they're everywhere, that there are humans all over the place, that they've captured two others, and that they think that there is a third one loose somewhere in the mines. William, and the king turns and looks at you. Does one of them have like a small fire elemental? The the Tommy Knocker looks at you but doesn't respond. He doesn't like he barely even acknowledges you're there. He's looking directly at the king and he says, uh, Jawan, they're everywhere. It's time we have to act. And the king looks at you, Henry, and goes, A peace mission, huh? Yes. Okay, things got a little panicky. I got scared. There was metal and I burned myself a little. And also Glenn, not Glenn, bit me. Uh they're harmless. If you communicate with them. Bill raises his hand. Yes, tall one. Hello, William William. Diggins, <laughs> Magic Man PhD. Uh, you can ask everyone who's found one of us. None of us has taken offensive action. I assume, as I make eye contact with him. 
Yes, I'm a bloodthirsty monster. I knew I it. You, Henry. I knew it. Oh, He's what? a vampire. <laughs> uh, Eldazian looks at you, Henry, and goes, well, you did blind me with a flashlight, which was... You bit me. Talk about bloodthirsty. If you'll talk to my two companions, all I did was cast a spell that allowed us to communicate. That is we true. Are- he didn't... Reclaim the humans that were lost in my... I mean, he said he was a wizard. I'm not really sure if this counts as wizardry or if he's just a linguist, but he he did he didn't act against us. William. So as this discussion is going on, the doors at the back of the hall open one more time, and the king stands up and he goes, What now? And the other two centuries lead in <laughs> corona pandemic <laughs> uh, into the great hall. Bill's gonna cast the orb of observation just. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. That's a five. Oh my oh, god. No. So, uh, Bill. I get why people do this. This is great. Katie hasn't even been able to enter yet, and Will got us dead. So, uh, Katie, right as you are coming into the hallway, you see Bill roll to use magic and, and create his orbs of observation and bill instead the as you as you go into the spell um, did i cast orb of obliteration instead oh god yeah so um as you as you go to cast this (laughs) the ball of light begins to form and then the ball of light gets bigger and then suddenly the ball of light shoots forward and explodes the chair right next to the king of the tommy knockers uh, and uh, every... picks up a small rock and just tosses it at Bill and like bonks it on him like what the fuck are you doing what the fuck are you doing here what the fuck are you doing what the fuck are all of you doing here what was that we're on a base mission I told you he was an actual wizard oh my god uh can I have my rock back? I know I asked like 10 times why we were walking here, but I really like that rock. Can I please have it back? The century girl looks up at you and goes, that's all you want? Oh, and I I also want to find out why people died. That would be nice to figure out too. But yeah, I just kind of want my rock. They kind of like look at you and then they look up at the king and the king is just looking over at Bill. Like, did you just really try, did you just try to kill me? I don't <laughs> think he tried to kill you. I just think he's dumb. and the king turns and makes eye contact with you kp and for a strange moment electricity zooms through the air like the room fills with static does kp like feel this and notice it yeah i think everybody in the room notices this and uh, there's there's all of this there's (laughs) all of this chatter (laughs) henry you get zapped like your whole room like like, wavers (laughs) <laughs> uh the king raises his hands and he tells everybody basically to like shut up and he descends down the stairs and he walks towards you kp um and he stops in front of you and he looks at you and he he's just barely kind of shorter he's about a foot shorter than you are kp and he looks at you intensely and he searches your eyes and he turns towards the sentry that took that piece of obsidian and he extends his hand and he takes it from them. And then he looks back at you again and he goes, you're a bridge burn. What are you doing? Uh, that's all Kishi does. <laughs> I am Corona pandemic. That is who I am. No. No, you, I know you. His eyes grow <laughs> and he makes a lot of very complicated hand mode like movements and he settles down and he's like you're from the future uh i the pick tom- up another pebble and toss it at him <laughs> the tommy knocker reaches up and grabs your hand as you throw the rock as you let it go and he brings it back down in front of the two of you and he clasps it in between his long clawed palms and he looks at you in the ikp and he says welcome home child
my god. You know what I realized we forgot to do? <gasps> Hello, friends. <laughs> the cat is no, it is not lifted. Not. We just said it. It's still continuing. Just a little delay. I'll just cut it back in. That's why it's it, that's actually why I'm chaotic. It was binding ritual. <laughs> oh god, you lose. Nightmare would have been the real big bad, and y'all would have fully died. <laughs> but you continued to say, "We weakened you." <laughs> you did. So KP, the the king of the Tommy Doctors, Jowen, as as his name has been revealed, um, has your hands in between one of your hands in between his, and he's looking at you so intensely. And there is this this kindness, this softness in his face, and he lets go of your hand. And actually, before he lets go of your hand, he says, I think this has been waiting for you. And he doesn't really explain, but as he pulls his hands away, that, that shard of obsidian that you had received from, from Bill. So as he pulls away in his hands and now in yours, um, that piece of shard has been connected into a silver chain. Um, and, and that pendant of that obsidian shard is, is in the base. And he just kind of looks at you and he's like, how long have you been here? You, you aren't, you aren't of this, this place. How did you get here? And I want, uh, KP, I want you to, uh, roll an act under pressure roll for me. Actually, I want you to roll and manipulate someone for me. Are we sure it can't be an act under pressure? <laughs> yep, I want it to be a manipulate. Well, that is a five. <laughs> Yo, I'm almost level two. My charm is minus one. That is the thing that KP is. is not charming because she's 20 years or how many? We're in 1980 and I'm from... You're from 2040. 2040. So you're 60 years in the future. Yeah, I was like, I'm 60 uh, years in the future? Yeah, uh, well, I don't say that, but anyways, yes, so, I rolled a five. So you roll a five, which means you are not going to essentially be able to lie uh, to this this person. Um, you approach it completely wrong, and you could possibly offend or anger him, depending on your answer. But in this case, I think that you were so enamored by the genuine kindness and just interest in his eyes that you tell him at least some semblance of truth. I look at him and then I look back at Bill and Henry. Henry. Not daggers at you, but very intensely. And I look back to the guy and I go, yes, I'm a bridge burn. I'm from the year 2041. I just know I had to come back to stop something bad. This is why I'm here. Thank you for the necklace. Bill is fully breaking it down. Just like where he's standing. I pick up another pebble and toss it at Bill. Kenny's entire form is Bill passes dissipating out a little bit and coming back. Bill passes out again. He's letting out a high-pitched whine as sparks are kind of like <laughs> popping off. And he's like, bro. <laughs> and and the king kind of looks back at you, Henry, and goes, "You're from 1920. You're fine." And he looks that back at you, straight up. <laughs> Henry picks up a pebble and just drops it on his head. Bill catch. Um, no, there's a thing. We're all from the past, moving into the future. We don't time travel as kid. <laughs> the king raises what the his fuck? hand. I think Bill just tries to like fully. <laughs> it's like static shock from a TV. Um, the king kind of weird. turns back to you, KP, and he smiles and he says, "Well, I hope you find the answers you were looking for." And and he kind of looks down at this necklace in between your hands and he says, "I think this will help you." Um, and he he lets go of your hands and he turns back to Bill and Henry, and he goes, "All right, folks." We've got a situation then. Yeah. Um, there is a bridge burn present, so I, I felt no, that's not the issue. Um, he he looks at you all for a moment. And he goes, "There is a lot of information that I am not sure of 
in this moment. And while none of you seem to pose a direct threat, and he looks at Bill very pointedly. Uh, <laughs> looks down in shame. <laughs> I would like to invite you to maybe take a moment and regroup with your company. And he looks at you, Henry, and he says, things may not be what you believe them to be, and they are certainly not what they seem to be here in the Silver City. So I suggest that both of our parties take a moment for themselves and we can reconvene and perhaps talk about what needs to happen next. And he kind of looks around the room and, and kind of waits for you all to either acknowledge and agree or disagree with this, this broad statement that he has presented before you. I just nod and immediately start heading towards Bill and Henry. Bill shoots a thumbs up. Henry turns to Bill and he's like, William, who else is here? Who else did you bring into the mines? Bill relays honestly, Garrett has forgotten, but Bill relays honestly who is in the mines. You brought the kids? I didn't bring the kids. They brought themselves. And you know, I sometimes forget I traveled back in time because I do believe that Sydney is a child, but she's also my grandmother, so I just get confused sometimes. So you can't say shit. Please don't say anything. Just absolutely breaking it down in his own little spot. Henry's just like, joy dancing. It's bad. Henry's normally like very neatly combed hair is just frizz and standing up on end, and he's like, I. I feel like you're overreacting for a ghost to find out I'm a time traveler. We're both not oh, supposed to be where we're at. Oh, I, that I makes so um, much more sense. You didn't know he was a ghost? I thought he was a vampire. Bill uh, starts digging for a specific rock in his back. What are you doing? No, wait, hold on. Bill brings and out a piece of fluoride. Henry turns around to the Tommy Knockers and he's like, have you found Sydney and Lu- Louise? Yes. That was who's in the mine. Uh, have you so, found them and are they safe so as you ask that question oh also uh, how long has it been since Luis and i were separated about an hour okay the dandelion has okay so as as uh Juwan turns to answer this question again the doors at the end of the hall um this time are burst open um and the force that enters this hall is a very bruised and battered and dirt-covered Luis with about five Tommyknockers restraining him (laughs) in silver handcuffs. Luis, did it blow up? What the fuck is happening? And he is he is pissed. There's like there's like a whole ass cut on his forehead, and he sees the three of you in front of him, and his eyes go wide, and he goes, "Where's Sid? Oh my God, where is Sydney?" Slowly lean over to Henry and go, "That's my grandpa." (laughs) They don't know yet. You can't say anything. Before before Henry can react, I take the no. I do. Oh no, I was like, yeah, I do it so Bill doesn't hear. I don't want Bill knowing that. I, I like scrape through his static and it starts to glow and then I very slowly make my way towards Luis and then and I the, just know that the fluorite is glowing because of contact with Henry okay did you just ghost test never mind Positive. Uh, in case you were wondering Henry floats very quickly over to Luis and I I was, was going to roll to use magic I was also going to roll to use magic you are better at magic uh, I hand you the fluoride. Yeah. If he tastes it, he's like, "What am I?" The focus makes magic easier. He hands it back. I grab it before he can hand it back. Another rock. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. While you're healing, I explain how fluoride is cool. I was I roll to heal the cut on the test. You have to roll magic first. Yeah. Unless you have an ability as a monstrous. So. No, I roll to use magic. You'll only be able to heal one, one? right? Yes. Or you can stop a condition. Haha! <laughs> that is a uh, 10 plus 3, 13. Okay. Always fine. So, um, Henry, you kneel down. Actually, you explain it to me. How does Henry oh, heal Luis? All the electricity that's kind of dancing around Henry, he closes his eyes and breathes, and it all moves down to his hands as he 
Count gently grabs Luis's head, and the shocks just zip over the skin, and it seals shut. Like, no scar, nothing, but he does get jolted. Um, so as you, as you do this, as you reach toward Luis, he, he looks at you with genuine fear in his eyes, and he recognizes you, and he goes, what did they do to you? And then as you zap him, he looks at you with even more fear. His eyes are completely wide. This boy is scared out of his mind. And all he can do is look at you and look back at Sydney and Bill. And you can tell he is Can fighting. I give him a hug? <laughs> he is fighting back so much panic. There, there are tears walking up in his eyes and go, what did you do to Sydney? What did you do to her? I'm going to step between Louise and Henry. Henry looks crushed. I step through, through Henry. Henry just kind of floats away. And he looks at you, Bill, with so much panic. Here's Bill, what is happening? What is going on? We were in the dark, and then these things, they came out of nowhere. Where is Sid? For sure. What happened to the dandelion, bud? It just, dis- it just disappeared. It just fucking left. Okay, so they got you after the dandelion disappeared. I was in the dark. I didn't move. We got through the crest, and I, I, I didn't know where I was, and I didn't... Okay. For sure. This is scary. Uh, we're going to do the quick version. Magic is real. Monsters are real. Most of the fairy tales you've been told are probably real. We live in a hotbed of supernatural activity. Henry, the radio host for our town, is a ghost. Don't tell me about me. I wasn't going to tell him about you. Okay, cool. Uh, our friend here is super strong. And then I point to KP. Uh, let's see. I'm a wizard. Uh, and we are reconvening now. We're being given time to reconvene uh, so that we can talk to these people, I think, on like a socio political level. I accidentally mixed up a, a scrying spell with a blasty blast spell. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Um, so the guards that are that are holding Louise kind of look up towards uh, Juwan and he he nods and, and they undo yeah, Louise's cuffs. I want oh KP wants to grab it before you can give it to him. <laughs> oh that's right. Uh I look at him and I'm like, only because you gave me the obsidian and I hand it to you. Uh, I tap the handcuffs to see if that does anything. Um the handcuffs because I don't want to burn his hands. The handcuffs just come apart. Like, they they just release, and, and none of the guards try and stop you or anything like that. Um, Juwan kind of stands in knee. He looks at you standing there next to Luis, and, and he kind of frowns for a minute, and, and he looks back at your whole group, and he says, so there is, there is another one in my mind? I think so. I don't know. She, I jumped in a hole and assumed she would follow me, and then I was way too far before I realized that she didn't follow me. So probably, maybe I don't. I don't know. I would really like her to be safe and all, because you know, you know. And he he nods and and he turns to one of the sentries and and whispers to um to them and and they run out of the room and. You hope and assume that uh, he is sending somebody to to look for Sydney, and he turns back to you all and he goes, "In light of this new evidence and the record-breaking number of humans that have ever well four humans and a ghost that has ever been in the Silver City." Um, Lovely city, by the way. I know we broke a lot of laws. But- <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> city. Really he kind of laughs. Basically, every sentence the others have said, he's been facepalming. So there's just like this little red mark on his forehead. <laughs> uh, the king kind of the king kind of nods, um, and he says, "Thank you. Um, I think we are also going to need uh, some time to to process these things." There is a there is a room that that I will lead you all to um, momentarily. That I I think it would be best for us all to maybe take a moment and um, reconvene. And, and he looks directly towards Luis and he says, I hope your friend is not hurt. And if she is, we we will try to help in, in whatever way we can. And Luis is very skeptic towards him, but he he looks towards the three of you for, for reassurance. I just nod. 
We're gonna go take a short rest. We get hit dice back. I wanna go help find Earth. Oh, I think at this point Bill also lets him know that the D D sessions have secretly been training for Monster Hunter. Jesus Christ, he says under his breath. Um, and so you guys have the opportunity. So you you are led into this this adjacent room, um, and the doors are closed behind you. Uh, and for the first time, you are all together, with the exception of Sydney, and you are left to your own devices. 